Bigger Talks, Bigger Talks. I'm back once again with IG Live chat and discussion. And I have the beautiful, the Women Empowerment Coach, podcast host and author, Gina DeVee, baby, is on today. And we're going to talk about what it's like to be queen, mindset, women empowerment, being a boss lady, and just really going after your dreams and aspirations and just getting to it. So she'll be on here soon. Oh, there she is. Way, Gina. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. So happy to be here. Yes, yes. I'm happy to have you. How are you feeling? How are you today? It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Grateful for every day and grateful for like connections. I think that people are just loving like talking to each other and being in relationship again. So, so delighted to be here uh, with you. Yes. Uh, by the way, you are powerful and I love your uh, women were not busy, were intentional. Right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. You talked about that. Um, being seen as a woman, being visible. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, let's talk about you and like, what got you into this space of women empowerment, women development, the audacity to be queen? What is that all about? What sparked that interest for you to be living it, doing it, and uh, speaking on it the way you do? Yes, 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 thank you. Because uh, I wasn't any of those things, and I wanted to be. <laughs> That's where it starts. We teach what we want to learn, right? Um, you know, I felt very invisible and very disempowered and unsure. And, you know, I've always been like an extroverted personality, but I, I really gave my power away a lot. I just thought that living a big life was for other people. And I sat on the sidelines a lot of my life until I really kind of owned my spiritual connection. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, I say I'm spiritual, this isn't spiritual. Like God meant for all of us to live a, a great life and create us all for an important purpose. So I had to start doing for myself what I was kind of like waiting for other people to do. Like see me, value me, hear me, prioritize me. And when I started to take more personal responsibility, everything in my life changed. So that was a little bit of the background. I was a broke, struggling psychotherapist. I was $75,000 in debt, student loans, credit cards. And the only thing that made that worse was that I was 30 years old, living at home with my parents in the suburbs of Detroit. So, um, you know, like I, I just kind of had no life, but I had a big dream and I knew I needed to transform it. And I'm so grateful that certain people came into my life. So I got the tools to learn how to change my life. That's beautiful. Because, you know, a lot of times we see things, but we don't know how to acquire them. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world where there's a lot of human doing. Instead, it should be human being, right? How do we be it to become it and so we can live it? But with that being said, in that uh, story, you know, psychotherapist, therapist, $75,000 in debt, living at home with parents, mom at 30 years old. What was like the turning point where you're like, you know what? Like, like, was it a breakup? Was it, you know, you just got like, what day, what moment it just clicked? Like, you know what? Indicate I had some sort of life going on. No, there wasn't, yeah. even, there wasn't even that. I, 
I think oh, this is the pathetic story is that I got home one Friday night and it was late. It was like 9 30, 10 o'clock. You know, I was working 75 hours a week. And because I was just taught, like, if you want more money, you need to work harder. And I had all this debt I had to pay off. And um, I went home and I can't remember if it was like Access Hollywood or Entertainment Tonight. It was like one of those. And I was just like, everyone in LA is wealthy and beautiful. I'm out of here. Like, it was like, I was just like, I can't grab a cure. Like, something had to give. Like, I, you know, look at things weren't terrible. Um, I was just not living a full life. And I was just like, I kind of didn't really have anything to lose and everything to gain. Um, so I gave up my license as a therapist and scrounged together some quarters and drove across the country. And, you know, rather than being a broke, struggling psychotherapist in Detroit, I got to be a, a, a broke life coach in LA <laughs> until I started to learn how to get a business off the ground. Yeah, and that's important. You know, I want to point out if people listening and that will watch this and do the playback, if you listen to what she said, she removed herself from her environment. Yeah. She changed locations, and by changing locations, that changed her life. You know, that's what happened to me 11 years ago. I booked a one-way flight after college to come to L.A. $1,000 to my name, and I left. And I think it's those little intangible decisions that we don't think about. Mm -hmm. We don't, you don't really ponder on because we're looking at everything in our environment. But you made a decision. I always say when you make a decision, good things happen when you have faith. And yeah. I also came across a quote you used. You said, when you have, you said, when you listen to God in spirit, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. So whatever God or whatever spirit was telling you in the moment, allow you to relocate to change your environment, to change your life. Yep, yep. So congratulations to that. And, and that's beautiful because I think also we don't take ownership of those decisions. We're just like, oh, this is what I have to do. But that's like a really good decision. That was part of where you are today. Mm-hmm. Well, you know well, that like those little finite decisions is good for you being queen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the root word of a deci decision means to cut. And so like, you know, a decision is really different than like a want or a wish or a hope. Like when you make those decisions for yourself, you, you cut away the old way of being or the, the beliefs that don't serve you. And, you know, I don't think any successful person hasn't not taken a risk on themselves, you know? So yes, it's like, and I'm still taking risks on myself, you know, it's like to keep going to the next level, you got to keep making those decisions and get rid of the old and keep evolving into the new. Yeah. You know, I always say, you know, chances make champions and you Ooh. have to take chance to advance, right? You got to take a chance to advance. Look you got to believe in yourself. You got to have faith. You got to know that it's worth the risk and the reward. Mm -hmm. um, you have a book out, you know, you have a book. I have it here, right? You have a book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The audacity to be queen, the unapologetic art of dreaming big and manifesting your most fabulous life. Now, I really want to, these questions might be self-explanatory or rhetorical, but I have three questions. Uh, and the three questions are very short. Why queen? Why woman? And why audacity? Love them all. Okay. 
So the queen part, I know there's all the yes queen all over Instagram and all that. Like, so I'm not that cool. So like, I, I you probably, are though. You are. Let's not get it twisted. I was on your YouTube. I'm like, she lit. She lit. Uh, <laughs> So I, I grew up in the church and I grew up reading the Bible. And so I'd always known about the story of Queen Esther that from the Bible, Jews know it from Purim. But there was one day when I was reading this story that like it really leapt off, off of the page for me. And I was like, wow, this story of Esther, though, it was a true story. It's really the story of us all. It's the, it's the heroine's journey. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know the story, short version is the most unlikely candidate, this Jewish orphan girl, ends up becoming the queen of Persia. The king didn't realize he was a Jew, she was a Jew, and she has to, there was a law issue to kill all the Jews in the land, and she has to go and expose who she really is and reveal herself for such a time as this to really save her people. And she does, and in my book, becomes the heroine of all time. But what I realized in that was she was the unlikely candidate. And so are all of us to be living the life that we are currently living. Um, you know, I've been the, a business coach for the last 15 years. I've never taken a business course in my life. Like my parents were school teachers. I have a multi-million dollar women's empowerment company. Like I'm the most unlikely, I was $75,000 in debt. I, you know, I wasn't the candidate that I thought would be doing this, but God thought different. And so I think that when we realize we all have a purpose, so we're all created for such a time as this, and that I say only from the position of queen can you really fulfill your calling. So it's time for us women to stop feeling significant or invisible or think that someone else knows better or is smarter or more capable or talented or any of it and realize that that's not how God in the universe sees us. Like we are seen as masterpieces and beautiful and powerful and unique. So the queen is based on this story of ordinary women living legendary lives. So that's mm. by queen. The other reason why I love queen is it's an archetype. And this archetype, she's not all feminine. She is the masterful blend of masculine and feminine energy. So we women get to be our full selves. Um, we don't have to just be overdrive and masculine or all like some mermaid sitting on a rock and our feminine, but like we get to do both. So that's why queen. Um, why, uh, what was the second one? The third one I, said, I think I said woman and then why audacity, that word, that terminology. Oh, why, why women? Look at the age of queen is now, you know, we are coming out of centuries and centuries and centuries of, and I, this is not about male, this is about masculine rule. So inside both male and female, there are masculine and feminine energies. And it's time for feminine values, which consider the collective, you know, the masculine. What's that? <laughs> I said it's time for feminine values to be valued. Yes. I shine on it to be empowered, to be uplifted, to say, look, I've been here this entire time. Um, I arrived. Now I time to take my, my cape off my hat. I'm going to show you what I've been this entire time. Because, you know, as a man, I understand as I've gotten older, the power of women, women, right? And not just the feminine side, but the, the masculinity of them driving or pushing or challenging or up leveling their man. You know, <laughs> it could just be like, you know, you got what it takes. Come on. <laughs> that alone from a woman's spirit is enough to make a man go do what he's set out to do. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, it's it's beautiful that you said that. I don't want to cut you off, but she said so many powerful things. But we go back to the time for the feminine to be valued where you left off. I just want yes, to yes. Um, yeah, feminine principles take care of the collective. They take care of the community. Um, and and that's what we need in politics and economics and education and in government in you know, uh, across the board, we need to be more mindful of everyone versus a select few. So, and then audacity, because it's audacious to disrupt the status quo. You know, I mean, these institutions, these old white men institutions, they're crumbling, but they, they're not going down easily. And so it's going to take risk. It's going to take courage. It's going to take audacity. It's going to take boldness to say, actually, I am enough. Actually, I do know enough. I'm not gonna sit on the sidelines or sit, not get involved in that conversation because I am self-depreciating or think that I don't know enough because I know the difference between right and wrong. I know the difference. I know how to show up and be there for someone. I know where a good allocation of money actually is. And being bold enough to say that out loud or to live it as be a living expression um, it's going to take audacity because being silent and invisible isn't going to get us there. There you go. That's that's powerful. And by the way, happy belated uh, International Women's Day. I know it was a few Thank days ago. So yes, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, celebration of all women. But I think you said a word. And I like to look at things like big picture, but then also like to break them down. You said queen. And that word alone has a vibration to it. So mm -hmm. when you think of yourself as a queen, that's a certain frequency that you vibrate in versus, you know, no knock to a princess or prince. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you live from that queen perspective, if, you know, any young women out there, uh, ladies, what is it like to be a queen in your mind? And mm -hmm. then if you live from that point, your responsibilities, how you show up, <laughs> your audacity to take full advantage of your advantages, your life will change. Mm -hmm. You also talked about... Um, I wanted to go back to that because you said it earlier. Why do you think, in general, but more so for women, why do you think, is it a taught thing, program, condition? Some women, because I can't say all women, but some women naturally give their power away. Yeah. Without knowing it subconsciously, they just give it away. Is mm -hmm. it because they want to do that and submit and say, you have it? Or they don't understand the masculinity and the femininity and how it all goes hand in hand? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that depending on how you were raised and where you grew up and what you were taught, something I write about in, in uh, chapter three of my book. So I, I grew up in the, in the church, which created kind of this like good girl mentality for me. Like I took that route. So I call it compliance. I was like the way I was going to be safe in the world or accepted and all that. Like I did what everyone said, which by definition, Oh, did we lose? Let's see. Did the internet go out there for a minute? No, we're fine. Oh, we're good. Okay. Um, so I took the good girl route and being super compliant. And it's just how I found the way to be safe in the world and to be seen and accepted. Other people take the form of defiance. They're like, I'm not, someone tells me, I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. I'm not going to like be who they tell me to be. I'm going to be my own person. 
but both, even though that defiant person looks like they're living their own path, they're not because it's just defying what someone else said. So they're kind of two sides of the mm -hmm. same coin where you're not really living your truth. Your truth is actual alliance. So if you're like doing what other people want or you're like, I'm not going to do it because they said that, you're still in reaction. And so many people live their lives in either compliance or defiance. And the goal is to find your own alliance, like what's really true for you and to be mission led and really live by your own terms that aren't kind of hooked into someone else's belief systems. And when we can get into that space of alliance, then we are in power and not giving it away, but we are using it for good. Yeah, and it's, it's important to know that because that defiant role, you know, I was raised by independent, strong, get it done, single women, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I gravitate to a more strong archetype, more strong independence going to challenge me, like, what you doing, right? Whereas, though, it's nothing wrong with someone who's submissive or who's more, you know, feminine. Like, this, this is a yin and yang, right? But I think when you take the approach, because I had that rebellious approach when I was a kid. Like, I don't believe that. You got to show me. But I had to get to the root. Where does that come from? And I think it came from when I really start peeling the layers back. I have a, such a strong gut feeling about what I feel that if someone says something, not that it's wrong, I want to know the information, I want to know statistics, teach me. I'm, I'm always a student. And so that, you know, trying to find the equilibrium and that balance of like, what do you want? Why do you want it? What is your intention? What is your purpose? Because Gina DeVee, we know she's a powerhouse. She's all about empowerment, the audacity to be queen, but you might not want that. But what is your queen? What is your audacity? What is your power? And I think when you break it down and you give people the opportunity with your platform and your book, it makes people think differently. And I think that's where we got to go in, in, in consciousness and the universe. Mm -hmm. Because women are empowered and they're making more money and they're in leadership positions and they're winning and they're, they're thriving. I do want to connect on a space where I, I'm seeing a lot of women getting to the top, but I'm also seeing some men not liking it, right? Mm. Uh, feeling less than or trying to belittle the women that's in power. What is the balance that men and women need to have when, I can't say the roles are reversed, but it's just different mm -hmm. to have a successful relationship because most times I run into women who are highly successful business, even friends, uh, mutual friends of others. And they're looking to date. They looking to, you know, be with someone. And they always say, I'm just too much for a man, or I'm too strong. You can't handle me. Or, you know, all of these terminologies and these narratives we create, what is that? And how can women and men understand the position a woman might be in? And how can she understand what she really wants? in a man if she is in that dominant role at work but maybe when she want to come home she want to kind of be less of done i don't know i yep. just want to know from your experience and from how you see it sure well there's a couple things so let's first discuss within male and female there's masculine and feminine energy 
So the masculine energy is the concrete, the tangible, logical, linear, practical, predictable. It's um, I'll see it when I believe it. It's the provider, the protector energy. But ultimately, masculinity is about giving, okay? The feminine in male or female is the nonlinear. It's about feeling versus thinking. It's about being versus doing. It's the creative, the passionate, the soulful, um, the, the invisible, the spiritual, and ultimately femininity is about receiving. So mm, That's powerful. Hold on. That's a, that's a yeah. tweetable moment. This is not so Sundays, but you see how you just broke that. You just shifted my paradigm. The masculine is giving, the feminine is receiving, and that just made me understand my entire life why I want to give so much. And my challenge has been I didn't know how to receive. So now I'm allowing my feminine side to like let go, let God, let 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 someone in to give to you so you can receive and then it's balanced. That is so beautiful. I hope that's in the book. I hope that's what you mean. <laughs> the whole chart and everything. I got you, Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so people think mothers of small children are feminine. They're not. They're constantly organizing, doing, providing, protecting. They're completely in their masculine. Most of us have seen people in positions of power be masculine. They're initiating, they're in charge, they're speaking up, they're, it's that. So we've all veered towards or wanted to be more masculine because that looked like the more successful, powerful place to be. So what does that do? That creates, if ultimately masculinity is about giving, we're all more comfortable giving, leading, initiating, all of that stuff. So think, just even think about like a birthday present. Like we're so excited to go like, get a birthday present for our mom, our best friend, like whoever, and we like, can't wait to give it to them. But just think about what's it like when someone else is so excited to give you a present, you're like, do I, vulnerable, like, do I open it here? Is it okay? Like, like, oh, but I should give you something. Like, it's like, we're so awkward about it. I mean, and, and women, I think more than men in general, but like, women are, are tough to be able to receive like we can't receive a compliment visibility pay that's worthy of us like that's all due to the injured feminine instinct and mm. have it to whatever degree as well if you always have to be the one doing giving picking up the tab like whatever it is we both need a balance of that masculine and the feminine it's like breathing in and breathing out so Western culture is just addicted to all things masculine, which is why everyone's so busy and everyone's so doing uh, in, in a doing mode. But I say busy is boring. And the more present we can actually be so that we can receive each other and receive the moment um, and get great at receiving our self-worth, a compliment, a paycheck, love, whatever it is, then this creates for a more whole individual beautifully said because i had a moment this morning i got an audition i knew i had to interview you i had a client i had to get myself together and i told myself i said relax what you're in such a rush for take mm. your time you do not have to respond to those text messages you do not have to respond 
what's more important? What is priority? And I think when you were talking, I got an epiphany about how we can receive through the spirit, right? Yes. So the yes. way you receive through the spirit, and it can come through meditation, but it all comes through just being present and being calm and just, mm -hmm. okay, it feels like you're overwhelmed, you have a lot going on, but when you take a few deep breaths, you can pray, you can meditate, then you'll know how to move. You'll know what to do and when to do it. And then you can set your intentions instead of, oh, I got to do this. I have to, you know, it's like slow down. And that's all part of, okay, you're giving, but you also need to receive from spirit. And that's messages, there's downloads, there's information, there's inclinations, there's, you know, serendipity, right? Mm -hmm. All these things we don't think about. Miracles. Miracles, it's a miracle season. <laughs> the audacity to be a miracle. So this is so profound. What is your message to any young women out there going through a very tough hardship of letting go and be, not only being able to receive, but give themselves the opportunity to be queen, to be powerful. And they know they should do it. And they got the information and they read the books and they took the courses and they're in your mastermind but they still just can't shift and get into, you know, that, that gear to kind of like pull off and drive, right? Mm. What is the inspiration? What is the message that you could give to someone in that space? It's all about spiritual connection. Spirituality is your superpower. There you go. We draw on our humanness too much. We feel anxiety, we feel depression, we freak out because there, there's a limit to like the, the mortal human, but it's the spirit that's in us, but not of us that tapped into the limitedness and, and the infinite, which is what we're really seeking. Like when we get up and know how our day is going to go or how our life's going to go, that's just flat. There's a cap on it. Like we want mm. wonder, surprise, the miraculous. And that only comes from the infinite that only comes from source so if we're not opened up to infinite possibility we kind of should be depressed or anxious because then we just gotta like figure our lives out all on our own <laughs> wow that is so true when we know what's gonna happen it's flatline it's boring there's and it goes back to, I'm taking it back to relationships. And I'm not saying that this is for everyone and just life, right? Like we talk about pain and talk about trauma. You know, what I've realized as a man, when you, you're giving or you're making a woman or something so much your attention and like, that's great, right? But people also appreciate a challenge. People also appreciate another side to your existence. So is there any theory or experiences you have? Because I've experience like people who are successful who are driven who win they go through some type of pain some type of trauma there's uh there's something there that's lighting them up and then some people don't really have much of that and it's not that they don't want greatness but they don't have an anchor to kind of push them mm -hmm. have you seen that in like working with clients or just with yourself like you had your seventy five thousand dollars in debt that like, yo, I'm tired of this. I'm angry. I'm flushed. I'm going to LA. Mm -hmm. You know, so do you feel like we need that as human beings? Like you said, the whole, if we knew what our life was, it would be boring. So do you feel like we need a challenge for change? Well, they say you can learn through love or learn through pain. Um, mm -hmm. 
me, I think I've only known how to really learn through pain. <laughs> Until now, I'm, I'm getting a little better at learning through love. Um, so first of all, every human has experienced trauma. Like they're like, let's, it's, you know, some of them are more dramatic than others, but you know, uh, trauma can be like what society labels as the bigger devastations, but it's also traumatizing to not get invited to the birthday party when you're eight years old or when the, someone says that was a stupid question that all, you know, or you don't belong like that. That's also traumatizing. So when we get that, what we've been through, what we've overcome, so has everyone else. It's like everyone has a story. And I do believe that some people give up a little more easily, that some people have let themselves become bitter. Um, some people have certainly when you get to a certain age, like you forget to dream, you forget to ask for a miracle. And so as much as I love my my millennial followers and, and my, my 20 somethings and, you know, like it didn't take a lot for me to shine my light in my twenties. I think like looking at people who are still shining their light at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, like that deserves some real respect. Cause it takes tapping in spiritually to remember to dream, to remember to ask for a miracle. I was talking to someone the other day and she's like, well, you know, Jana, now that you're 49, you're like, you know, kind of entering your second phase of life. So it's going to be kind of winding down or whatever. And I was like, like, what is this mentality? Like that, that's a heavy consciousness. And you put that yeah. on people and like you see the weight on the bodies, right? Like you, you see people start to like literally put on weight or, or lose hope and something I'm so proud of like 40 and 50 year old and six year old and seven year old women right now are like looking better than ever. They're contributing more than ever, speaking up more than ever. Like, I mean, come on, if JLo can swing from that pole at what, 52 or 53 at that Super Bowl, like it's not the golden girls at 50 ladies. Like, it's like, come on, we've got lives to live. And just, I think all of us really, seeing other people show up for themselves and then taking that for us and, and showing up also. It's, um, we're the most fortunate generation of women on the planet. We're the wealthiest generation of women who have ever lived on the planet. We have more opportunity, more access to technology. People are gonna be living longer than ever. You know, so it's like, let's seize our moment. I don't care if you're like 15 or 50 or like whatever it is. God's not like, geez, I'd really like to do something with your life, but you're 67. Like where, what? Like if you, yeah. I don't know if you follow Real Talk Kim, but she's like, if you, if you have a pulse, yeah, she's God, powerful. <laughs> she's powerful. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it makes sense. And I think what I realized in my, my journey in life you know, the older I get and the more I experience and I'm around very successful, uber successful people who are in their 60s or in their 70s who've been making tons of money for years. And I always try to look at like, what's the difference between people who make a lot or do a lot in life versus people who don't. And I realize it's mentality. But I'm also realizing that some people who are at the top who might have 
the financial literacy or currency, they don't have spiritual currency, right? And so what I think as men and just as a culture, as people, that's where the real wealth is, spiritual wealth, because then that's how you get your true essence of your richness, your business, your empowerment, because that currency speaks to you more and gives you more life, sometimes more than a physical, because you can spend a physical and still feel empty, or make it and still feel empty. But when you're in alignment, and that's your excitement from the spiritual space, and I think that's where, without putting so much connotation on it, like, oh, you got to be Catholic, Buddhism, or Christian, whatever, like, whatever spirituality is to you, within you, for you, through you, connecting to that can help you connect to things outside of yourself. And I think you said that like four times and it makes me think, even when I was watching YouTube, I was like, I understand her energy. Mm. She is like, when you're speaking, you're not speaking from the physical, you're really channeling and speaking from your higher self and it's felt and it's heard and it's seen. And I think more women and men, and we can adapt that part of life because we talk about you know, love, health, uh, uh, fulfillment, right? Uh, success or happiness, I think spirituality need to be added to that mm -hmm. because that drives everything else for us to have an audacity to be queen and king. Yeah. I feel like you got a whole nother series. You could do one for men, like what Steve Harvey did for uh, <laughs> Think Like a Man or something he said, but it's the principles are still a tangible for men to kind of understand as well. And I'm just thankful for your presence, um, your existence. Uh, more like I have three sisters. You know, I was raised by a single mother, and I'm definitely gonna tell my sisters to follow you and tap into whatever program. Get your book. Thank you. Because you you've done the work and you understand it. So when you're in someone's life, you're not only impacting them from speaking and giving them just existing, your mm -hmm. presence. And I think as all people, we have that innate power within us we just have to tap into it mm -hmm. I think it's very important yes well thank you so much for that eric and for the work that you do and just the the loving platform that you've created so publicly for people to really access their best life their miracles and that that's something else you know like we're just out of that like no pain no gain mentality and it's now we get to bend time and space and really be in that spiritual realm where we all are worthy and we all deserve to receive. Yes, because, you know, you just gave a gem. The, the, the masculine is given and the feminine is receiving. We need both, the dichotomy. So what, what is something that you got? And we got the book, but what is something you're working on? Something you got going on that people should know about? How can we find you? I know we have your Instagram, but whatever platforms are you on? Are you on TikTok? Are you on Twitter? Do you have a women's group? A couple, like, what else could the people know? Yeah, I know you have a podcast. Is yep. Divine Living or Loving? Yep, yep, yep. You yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram here at Gina DeVee. And I do have a podcast, Divine Living. Um, if you want the book, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash book and it's sold where books are sold. And I have a really cool app. So if you're loving this queen conversation, uh, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash app. There's a two week free trial there. And it's like Gina Devine Netflix. It's like there's, there's videos, there's conversation. You put up a profile, meet other women. 
Um, I do live calls in there once a month. So I just, uh, just love having these conversations. Um, do you want like screenshot this and, and post it and tag me and Eric? We, I'm sure I could speak, like we love hearing from you, DM us. It's really about um, spreading this message of love and inspiration and the possibility for everyone to live their best lives. Yes, it's so important to know that someone is living their best life and been doing it for years and have the tools, you know, and the intangible, you know, techniques for people to get that because everybody needs a plan to execute for action. So thank you, Gina. Dubby, I love the last name. <laughs> audacity to be queen. She's a queen and she's being, being it, not doing it. She is human, <laughs> for women, phenomenal women, but I just want to say thank now, you. Now who's receiving from the divine? Yeah, it's coming through. Good God, it's miracle season. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. This was amazing. And um, people follow her, uh, research her, get her products, tap into her frequency, get some of that, that, that divine living that, that audacity to be queen and uh so you can dream and live just like her you know so thank you this was great you're amazing if you need me for anything i'm always here i'll be calling next time i come to la we're gonna get together in person yes yes when the time is right let's definitely get together like i wanted when you were here i wanted to kind of take you to like soho or another place it just in that mind the feminine was like nah you can't force it bro you know the masculine was like oh it's like no no Pull it back. So this was right. So thank you, Jim. You have a great day. You be safe and enjoy your talk soon. Love it. Love you. All right. All right. See you later. Take care. Gina DeVee. There it is. There it is. How y'all feeling? That was good. The audacity to be queen. Ladies, you deserve to be seen. Ladies, you deserve to be heard. Ladies, you deserve to live your best life in balance the masculinity with the feminine, feminine side. So give, receive, be, live, dream, go get it. Follow Gina DeVee. This podcast episode will be out soon on all platforms. I'm out. Peace.